Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Simon Jackson, I am for real. All right, let me actually be for real and like open up and host the show here. Keith McPherson on the fan, KM to 2 a.m. I just put on X, Elon Musk machine, Twitter, whatever you want to call it now. I feel like they got to take that stupid X off. Just like it was branded as Twitter for so long. Just go back to it, whatever. On my Twitter at Keith McPherson, I just put out there. In typical fashion, right? Typical Yankees Red Sox rivalry fashion, they find a way to play a damn near four hour game in the pitch clock era. And Yankee fans know how many of these Yankees Red Sox games we've seen over the years that just drag on and on and uh, have different pitchers come in and uh, whatever. I, I'm sorry, folks. I, I'm watching these games tonight. You know, we'll talk about the Mets. A good night for the Mets and Mets fans. It seemed like it was a fun night at City Field, but I'm I'm watching the Yankee game. I'm watching the the I'm watching the Yankee game earlier. I'm watching the Yankee game tonight. I'm watching the Mets game, both of them at the same time, and I'm ready to get to week two. They they can't hold up to what we just saw on Sunday night football and Monday night football. I'd, I'd rather watch. I might as well be watching the WNBA. I couldn't care less. I'm like this. Just get us to. Um, Vikings-Eagles on Amazon Prime Thursday night, right? So I'm going to do my little open. We'll, we'll you know, mention some things with the Yankees and the Mets, but I know everybody. We already have calls coming in. I know everybody wants to talk about the Jets, the Giants, and the opponents for, you know, week two. So quickly here, the Yankees, I am proud of these young Yankees. Half of these guys playing for the Yankees, uh, at least the pitching, you never heard of. I was listening to John and Susan tonight, and John was like, well, if you think you don't know who's playing for the Yankees, neither do we. <laughs> it's like there's just these random stories like Kevin McAllister. Um, okay, um, you know, welcome back. He's uh, a guy that was drafted by the Yankees in 2006, and he's back with the team now, and – He's making his debut, and I don't know, folks. It's it's just not it's not gonna move the needle. It's not going to be what we're talking about. And I feel like if I take thirty minutes to open here, it's gonna smoke my whole show. And then I I have like ninety minutes, and really ninety minutes with all the breaks and whatnot is nothing. What did I say? I said Kevin McAllister. It's stuck in my head with the Home Alone stuff. I'm looking at Paulie. <laughs> Zach McAllister is this guy's name. So um, earlier today when I did my Tell Me Something Cool, I mentioned him. The Yankees call up Zach McAllister for the second game of the doubleheader. McAllister was part of the Yankees' 2006 draft. And uh, he made his debut tonight. Good for him. Good for that kid. Um, 
the Yankees being able to take two against the Red Sox is cool because it's over. No one's going to these games. I also put in my segment with John and Susan that, you know, the 30,000 that went to the first game and the 30,000 that went to the second game, this is Boston. This is Fenway. They hate the Yankees. They chant Yankees suck, right? These are premium games. When you go to Yankee Stadium and the Red Sox are there, there's 42,000 plus. 42,000 is the low. These are premium series. They always sell out. So I said to John and Susan, you know, MLB attendance is up this year 9%. It's it's the biggest jump season to season uh, since Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa had their home run chase. But um, Alex Spire from the Boston Globe reported that the paid tickets for game one, it was the lowest attendance at Fenway since May 27, 1999. I was in the fifth grade, bros. Like, that was a long time ago. And... Uh, it just, it just shows you where we are. These teams are battling for last place. These teams are high payroll, high attendance, marquee brands, the quote-unquote rivalry, right? Huge fan bases, uh, historic um, you know, franchises, but they are fighting right now to not finish last. 73 and 72, um, they're, they have identical records. In the AL East right now, obviously the Boston Red Sox have owned the Yankees this year. Uh, the Red Sox were eight and one coming into this series, and what you know, what, what pissed me off the last time we saw the Red Sox is you know Alex Cora led a whole party when they swept the Yankees, and you remember how they swept the Yankees. It just you know the Yankees were close and they couldn't get that Sunday game, but the Red Sox partied in the visiting clubhouse as if they won the World Series. You bums aren't doing anything. Your World Series is beating the Yankees. Uh, in August, okay, well, here we are, and I'm proud of the Yankees going out there and taking two today. I just wish I could be more excited about it. I wish it meant something. Uh, I mean, I'm still feeling the whole Jason Dominguez stuff. I was just talking to Marco. Like, man, that kid might not be back until the All-Star break next year. Who knows? And who knows if he'll be, you know, what we saw. He's a Martian. He's out of this world. The kid is an alien. I think he'll be fine. But, it, you know, it just kind of took the wheels, uh, the wind out of my sails and the wheels of, you know, completely come off this Yankee season, uh, you know, we're just kind of slowly going through the motion here. But a win is a win. Winning cures all. It's it's good to get a win. So earlier today, I thought Clay Holmes was going to blow it. The Yankees win 3-2. And you, you love to see it. It's, you know, if you love baseball, and especially shout out to my baseball fans that are only baseball fans that, you know, Sunday night football, Monday night football didn't do it for you. You're still watching these Yankee games, and when we get to October, you're going to be locked in on the postseason and the postseason push and whatever teams are in it. And don't look now. The Tampa Bay Rays are only three games behind the Baltimore Orioles for first place in the AL East. And uh, I know there's some people still looking at the Yankees in the wild card, right? The Yankees take two games today. It's like, hold on, we're only seven out. But no, chill with that. Uh, It's looking like Baltimore... Houston, Minnesota, Tampa, Texas, Toronto, Seattle, some mixture of those teams. You know, one of those teams is going to drop out and and miss the wild card, but that's what we'll be seeing. Um, In the second game today, the Yankees find a way to win, and and I liked it. They tacked on at the end. They win 4-1, and you're just seeing guys like Estevan Florial get to play leading off, and he cashes in. Good for him. Good for Everson Pereira. And uh, these young guys, even, you know, Connor Falefa getting to play because it's a doubleheader. And I know all the focus has been on the young kids. But, yeah, we're just going through the motion here, um, counting down the days till this is a wrap. The football season has begun. That's 
what dominated this station all day today. And it'll dominate my show tonight, but I just feel like I got to touch on uh, the Yankees and the Mets since the Yankee game just ended, and now we'll speak on the Mets. It looked like a cool night to be at City Field. They gave out the hockey jersey. Uh, I saw Howie Rose. Shout out to the OG Howie Rose. I got to hit up Howie Rose, actually. It's been a while. Um, g- great guy. And uh, if you remember when I first came on the fan, he joined me. He kind of tightened me up, straightened me out a little bit. But we talked uh, before that show and after that show. He referred me some books, and I got a ton of respect for Howie Rose. I did before uh, he even knew who I was. But um, I saw his post with the Mets hockey jersey. So the Mets rolled out a hockey jersey, a football jersey, a soccer jersey, a basketball jersey this year, I think. Uh, Creative, cool idea. And I like what Howie said. He said it's in the Islanders' colors, but in the Rangers' style. So if you went to the ballpark tonight, you saw that. Or you got that, and you got to see the first Simba cam, which, uh, if you if you know what Simba cam is, uh, they've done it in a bunch of ballparks across the country. But you know, there's flex cam, there's smile cam, kiss cam, dance cam. Well, Simba cam, you are supposed to raise your dog and or baby into the sky. It's bark at the park night in City Field, and everybody got to bring their dogs out and uh, show them off. For the Simba cam, and I saw a bunch of videos and pictures online from that. I'm like, pretty cool. And then what also is pretty cool, but I think it didn't really take anybody by surprise today, was the news of David Stearns. I mean, not for nothing, Mets fans, uh, with the future being uncertain uh, for both Mets and Yankees, getting that guy under your front office, under your building, your franchise is huge. He's respected. And it's a full circle thing. As you just heard in the update, he interned for the Mets. He was a Mets fan. And uh, this guy coming home to change the culture, to put an emphasis on pitching and help the Mets make smart moves. Like, I know it was a rough season for the Mets. And there's, you know, uh, the Edwin Diaz thing and then the Carlos Correa thing. And then obviously the June swoon where they couldn't win a a series. So it just kind of felt like more LOL Mets, same old Mets. But No, they're doing the things that need to be done to ensure that the Mets are competitive every single year moving forward. As a Yankees fan, I'm kind of scared of what the future holds for the Yankees, especially with, um, you know, how hard-pressed Steve Cohen is to do things to improve the ballpark and the giveaways and the fan experience and then also uh, the amount of money that he has to just get rid of crummy players like Max Scherzer, who tonight we saw come up lame a little bit. You guys see that? You guys see Max Scherzer threw a pitch and had to leave his start. and I feel like you dodged a bullet with that one. You got a great prospect in, in, in return. Uh, speaking of prospects, Ronnie Mauricio hits his first career home run. And that kid just looks like he belongs. I don't know what took them so long. 112 miles an hour, 440 feet. <laughs> his first big league homer. And the bat flip is just, the kid looks like he belongs. He should be um, with the team. We heard about him being the Dominican League winter ball MVP, and it took all of these months for him to get to Queens. But good for him. And the same night that Ronnie Mauricio gets his first MLB home run, you've got Jose Buto out there with his first MLB win. He goes five innings, gives up two hits, one earned run, seven Ks. And maybe you're looking at him as a guy that could be a piece of your rotation next year. Who knows? Uh, DJ Stewart continues to make his campaign to be in the mix for next year. Who knows? Pete Alonzo, 44 home runs. 
They shouldn't trade that guy. He definitely should be on the team next year. So Mets fans, call me up if there's anything you want to add to the conversation. Yankee fans, call me up if there's anything you want to add to the conversation. 877-337-6666. Now let's talk about the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets fans, stop it, okay? Stop it. I wanted to call in a few times today listening to the fans. Stop it. And what do I mean by stop it? You guys buried this kid, Zach Wilson. I've heard the most crazy calls and things. I've heard Evan, BT, everybody talk about Zach Wilson. He's terrible. Oh, get him out of here. This kid sucks. He'll never be a quarterback. He'll never be an NFL level. What changed? That now I got his back. We're riding with Zach. The season's not over. We could go to the playoffs. Zach can do it. Fool me. Fool me once. Fool fool me. Can't fool me again. Are we really about to do this again this year? That's why when I was on last night, and I saw a little clip that went out, and shout out to Gallo for giving me some love on uh, WFA and socials, but I got to start like QA in these clips of myself. I'm on for five hours. We get one minute clip. Uh, of my show and it's like you know I was what I was saying in the clip about Zach Wilson and this Jets team and defense you saw the Jets last night win that game with all three facets of the game offense defense walk-off winner from special teams I think they have all the components to be a competitive team I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team I'm damn sure not thinking they're a Super Bowl team anymore because all that goes out of the window when the face of the franchise who only had four snaps, is done. I don't want to hear now, oh, Zach can do it. Because we all knew, and we glazed over it. You know, because we we rather ride the hype train than look at reality. And as a radio host, if you play too much in the reality when everyone's O and O, you get hated on. It happened to me online, and I brought things back to the surface on my ex account today. Hmm, who told you that Hard Knocks was like the Madden curse? I did. And when I said that, what I meant is, hey, no team gets to the Super Bowl after being on hard knocks. It's never happened. And a lot of things have happened to these hard knock teams to derail them. It's all cute and fun to have the spotlight for four or five weeks. But then something happens when those cameras go off. I also said, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And I felt like the Jets had too many weak links with Aaron Rodgers. I had them as an eight-win team with Aaron Rodgers. And people started hating on me. Oh, who the hell is Keith? Nobody knows who he is. His show's terrible. These online, like, anonymous people that always have so much to say. Read the article. Listen to the show. I explain everything I say. And you never hear me make a wild take that I have to retract. Because I'm not playing the game of like trying to get calls or trying to be a spin doctor or trying to like, no, I'm being real with y'all. Like I literally said they have weak links on their offensive line and their coaching staff. And then there's all these things today that come out about, oh, chop blocks. And Aaron Rodgers didn't want to run plays with the chop blocks because he wants to be able to extend the play. Why are you trying to extend the play? You're 39 going on 40. If it's a quick game, quick game is, you know, quick passes, short routes, get the ball to your playmakers, get the ball out. Stop trying to razzle-dazzle. Stop trying to create. You ain't like that anymore, bro. You're putting yourself in harm's way. Your, your, your offensive line is, is nothing. They're weak. There's, there's an old guy in Dwayne Brown that hasn't played. Makai Becton who hasn't played until you're like, what are we doing? It's a freak accident. It's a fluke, sure. But it's, it's still the reality that we're living in. And I saw people saying this today, and I was like, this is so true. 
The first stage of grief is denial. And I just heard a lot of people in denial today because for the last six months, it was Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. And for the last five months, it was Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. What say you now? And I feel for you. I really do. I'm not saying this stuff to troll or twist a knife. I'm saying this stuff as a sports fan, an NFL fan, someone who played the game, understanding that it's a rough-ass game, man. And guys are going to get hurt. J.K. Dobbins got hurt on grass. Kobe Bryant, KD, popped their Achilles on hardwood. I know a bunch of people ran with the turf narrative. That's brand new turf out there for the Jets and Giants. They fixed the turf. They got better turf because of the complaints. I know David Bakhtiari came out there to say what he said in defense of his guy. But you know what? It sucks. Everybody's hurt. I'm watching Pat McAfee. Those guys have Aaron Rodgers on every week. Now Aaron Rodgers has to come in every week and talk about what? His rehab process? It sucks. It sucks for every NFL fan to not get to watch this Jets team with Aaron Rodgers. They have so much talent, you're left to only imagine what it could have been. It's a four to six month recovery, so I assume he's going to come back and not go out like that. Also, he makes more money if he plays the next two years at 40 and 41. And I think he kind of owes that to the Jets, right? You said it wasn't going to be a one and done, so come back and give us the next two years. But now you're stuck with Zach Wilson. And if you watch the game, they had to run the ball. They can't run their full offense. There are sound bites coming out where Nathaniel Hackett says, I'm not changing. And he's trying to build up his confidence. But that's the whole thing with this kid. You can't play quarterback at any level if you don't have confidence. If you don't think you're going to get first downs, if you don't think you're going to get completions, if you don't think you're going to cash in and get tutties, you're not going to be successful. And this kid has gone through so much on that NFL field. I don't think he's, sh- he's, he's shaking that off yet. And the team... And the fans turned on him last year. I don't know what y'all expect to happen this year. Look at their schedule and let's just be real about it, okay? It's okay to be honest. It's okay to be real. They're going to Dallas. You just saw Dallas against the Giants. And we'll speak on them in a second before we go to break. That defense is hungry. I'm in the stadium screaming, there's a whole lot of dogs. That offensive line doesn't stand a chance against the Cowboys defensive line. Zach Wilson, they're going to be on your head. So... I'm hearing a lot of people talk about that first drive with Saquon Barkley and how well the Giants ran the ball. The first drive of the NFL season, that's what you're going to base the game plan on for the Jets going into week two? Okay, so you're just going to run the ball. Run the ball because you have Brees Hall and you have Dalvin Cook. Predictable. The whole world knows that. The whole world knows that Zach Wilson isn't an NFL-level quarterback. So guess what the Cowboys are going to do? Stack the box. They're going to force you to read the defense. They're going to force you to throw. This isn't BYU. You're not playing against Western Michigan and Coastal Carolina. Zach Wilson is not an NFL-level quarterback. Do I think he took a step forward? Of course. I was saying that in the preseason. He didn't have preseason last year because he got hurt. And with Aaron Rodgers, I would hope you learned something to help you out. In Hard Knocks, we heard him say, oh, it's so much easier this year because Aaron has things in the offense that we can check to, that we can get to, get to plays that we like. But reminder, this is a new offense. Reminder. This isn't LaFleur in them last year. This is Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers' offense that they installed. This is Zach Wilson's first year running it. I, I get it that you don't want the season to end. No one does, right? Especially after overreaction week one. But we got to be honest with ourselves. 
Zach Wilson is not capable of leading this team to the playoffs with the schedule that they have. They go to Dallas. The Patriots come to town. Then they have the Chiefs. Let's not get further than October 1st. Let's just look at those four games. Good thing Xavier Gibson walked it off and called game last night because I don't know when they're getting their next win. And as talented as this team is, the NFL is full of talent, and they have talent on their schedule, their opponents. 877-337-6666. Speaking of talent, the Giants added a ton of talent, but they had a letdown. They got caught with their pants down, pissed down their legs. Like, it is what it is. But you got to flush it. You got to forget about it. It's week one. Can we put the glorified preseason behind us? It's Wednesday, September 13, folks. That means Thursday night football starts tomorrow on Amazon Prime, kicking off week two. Put your waiver claims in now. Start looking at your prop bets and parlays now. The Giants, as a team, they have to flush that game. They have to forget about it. They watch the film. I was hearing a lot of people say, oh, don't even watch that film. You better watch that film. But you can't let the Dallas Cowboys beat you twice. You have to go to Arizona and handle business. And you absolutely can against Josh Dobbs and that team. That's a team that everyone has said they're tanking. They're not trying to win. No one's sure about their head coach. The Giants have to go across the country to Arizona and play with the talent that they have. I want to see Darren Waller catch the ball. I want to see Jalen Hyatt go deep. I want to see Paris Campbell burning it across the middle. I want to see Saquon Barkley catch the ball, hold on to it, make a play, get 100 yards rushing on the ground, stick to the run, run the football. If you're running design runs for Daniel Jones, stick to stick to the game plan, run the ball until you have to throw it, until you're confident in it. 877-337-6666. The Giants will be all right. The Giants will be all right. They have their quarterback. Their quarterback's not hurt. Their season is not over. They have the chance to, to right the ship, and they better right the ship because as we're talking about schedules, they go to Arizona, and then they got to go back out west. They I don't know. Sometimes they do those trips where they go out west and they stay there because that's, that's rough. If you've got to go... Sunday, September 7th, I think they're probably going to stay there. They're definitely staying there. Because Sunday 17th, they play in Arizona. There's no point in flying back home when Thursday you got to go face the 49ers who arguably look like the best team in the NFL week one, if not the Dallas Cowboys, which I'm not giving the Cowboys that. I just think uh, things got out of hand. You had a special teams touchdown. You had a defensive touchdown. You had the rain. You had the whole world watching. Like I said, they just got caught with their pants down, pissed down their legs. I think the Giants can beat the Cardinals, but if they let the Cowboys beat them, they're starting off 0-3 because the Cardinals went out there and showed fight against the Commanders. The Cardinals, the, these there's some pros over there that are saying, hey, we're not tanking. We're trying to win. So they got to put it behind them, and that defense better get it together. I don't know if some of you guys went back and watched the film, but there were some missed tackles, some blown assignments. <laughs> Talk about blown assignments. Offensive linemen getting blown off the ball, getting manhandled, getting thrown around. This is a week-to-week league. The Arizona Cardinals are watching the film of what the Dallas Cowboys did to the Giants. They don't have the personnel, but they're going to try and do the same. The Giants have more talent, right? You're looking at the Cardinals team that was similar to what people thought about the Giants team last year. They didn't have the roster. Now the Giants have the better roster than a team. They have to go out there and impose their will. 
They can't be thinking about Sunday night football. Flush that game down the drain. You Giants fans got to get over it too. Like, I'm, the woe is me. The, it's, it's, it's one game, and it's preseason for a team that didn't play in the preseason. It's glorified preseason week one when these guys strap it up and play. And that game got out of hand. You spotted them 16, 19 points. That doesn't usually happen. That was one of the most rare NFL games we've seen. We saw things happen in that one game that don't happen in a season. I still think the Jets have good coaches. And you know what it's time for them coaches to do? Coach their asses off. Look at that film. Look at their personnel. Put a game plan together to go out there to the desert and not just beat the Cardinals. Beat them convincingly. Because then you got to go face the 49ers on a short week in their building. And they're ready to roll. They think they're a Super Bowl team. 877-337-6666. I did take 25 minutes to open. And I still have plenty more to add. But I don't have that much time tonight. So let's break here. And then when we come back, we're hitting the phones. I'm taking your calls. Keep McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. In the year 2003, Clemens wins his 300th as the Yankees have beaten St. Louis 5-2. Clemens has come on the field and getting a standing ovation from the sold-out 55,000 at Yankee Stadium. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, buddy. Not wasting any more time, man, because it'll be uh, 2 o'clock and I'll be driving home and this will be over. And I'll be like, man, I wish I said that. I didn't get to this in my notes. Keith McPherson on the fan talking sports. You know that. 877-337-6666. A strange night in Fenway. Strange day in Fenway. A little quieter than they're used to, than we're used to as far as attendance at those games. It's over. It's over for both teams. Carlos Rodon, good for you. Carlos Rodon gets his third win of the season. It started off a little rough. Lead-off home run. Whatever. It does not matter. These are exhibition games. These are tryouts for next year. These are just anything that we can kind of look at and get some hope out of. But getting a win out of there twice, I'll take it. It's good. Dahari's in Lakewood on the fan. Go for it, Dahari. How you doing, Keith? I'm good, man. Just got to keep the pace here because my show is quick tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I have a question. Um, what do you think the Yankees need to work on for next season? Like, with the players? Injury players? injury, injury management. Right. Health. They are the most injury-plagued team in all of sports. Every Out of every sport team that I watch, uh, like, th- like, it is remarkable how many guys on the Yankees end up hurt or re-injured or coming back from the I.L., hurt again. It's, it's like, what? How? Like, this is New York. We have the best hospitals and doctors in the world. 
How do the Yankees not have a top-flight medical staff to diagnose guys better, to treat guys better, to rehab, to repair, and get these guys in the best playing shape? I swear it's a carousel of IL trips and guys missing from the team. You're not going to win like that. Well, they need a lot of, lot of stuff to work on. Well, I mean, that's one thing. You know, and that's something that, you know, I guess you also can just run into bad luck. But they, they need a few position players as well. You know, I, I mentioned Dominguez. Sucks that this kid is going to miss this t- Like, we we went from yeah, saying... Yeah, me, like, 10 months how long after the season? Well, the season is over. But it now brings yeah. into next season. And we went from saying, this is your opening day starting fielder, uh, starting center fielder, and he's not going to be there until July. And we don't know what the kid's going to be like. He could regress. He burst on the scene, and uh, we don't we don't know. He hasn't played that much in AAA ball. He, I think he played nine games in AAA. I think he had 31 at-bats in Major League Baseball. And now he's hurt, and he's got to rehab from that, and then he's got to start taking the swings again, throwing again. I don't know, man. It's just it's just a lot with the Yankees. It's frustrating. The starting pitching, like, um, Don, Sevy. Sevy is gone, and I don't think they should give him a contract unless nobody else gives him a contract and they can get him for the super low cheap. Uh, you have Garrett yeah. Cole. Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. He's going to be straight. Um, this Yamamoto cat, Yashinobu uh, Yamamoto from Japan that just went and threw a no-hitter with Brian Cashman in attendance. Supposedly there's a bidding war between the Red Sox and the Yankees brewing. Whatever. Get that guy. You're going to need him. And supposedly they want to pay him top dollar more than Tanaka. I love Tanaka. I was a big Tanaka guy. Yeah. Um, other than that, Clark Schmidt has been solid. And, you know, you've seen Michael King transition into a starter. And Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito, they'll have enough pitching. I'm not worried about the pitching. I'm worried about the yeah. hitting. I um, need left-handed hitters in this lineup. And I need guys that can be consistent, that we can count on. Yeah, I have a question. Is any of you a shout-out to my friend Crone? Yeah, you just did. thanks for the call bro um so you know with the yankees the injuries is the thing it's just like yeah i'm like luizaga is hurting i'm like come on dude how how do you like what's going on there didn't they fire the medical staff i talked about steve donahue being you know pushed away uh to be you know emeritus no, you're not the main guy. You're like overseeing. You're around because we love you. You, you. You've been around forever. You're emeritus status. We're bringing in new guys. Supposedly they brought in like Eric Cressy for strength and fitness. Whatever they're doing, it, it, it ain't working. And that was 2019. Fast forward, here we are four years later. It still is, is broken. The team is, is leading the league in IL trips. Every day I'm seeing an update. This guy's transferred to the 60-day IL. I'm good. I'm off of it. Young Josh is in Passaic on the fan. What's up, kid? Hey, kid. How you doing? Good, good. So first, with the Jets, I can't understand. Like, anybody that just watched the game yesterday or just in a few plays watched the last few years, you say Zach Wilson isn't a, quarter, isn't a starting quarterback. So why is Robert Sala saying that he believes Zach Wilson can be a quarterback? It's he has deja vu. In front it's, of him. It's, it's eerie how it's so similar to last year. This is, this is Zach Wilson's team. He's our quarterback. And then guys are showing up with Mike White shirts, and they're benching him, and they're playing Mike White. Then he's Mike- not even dressed for a game. And he's sitting there looking like Anakin Skywalker with the hood on. And everybody's making memes and laughing at this kid and making fun of him. And then Mike White gets rocked by Matt Milano. And once he's got to sit down, oh, you're right back. Zach Wilson, I don't mean to call him a roach, 
but he's like a roach that won't die. Like you keep stepping on him, you can keep stepping on him, he keeps coming back. And you know what? That's the Jets, that's the Jets' fault. He's part of this whole Jets curse. You drafted him number two overall. Nobody told you to do that. And you know what? Since you used that draft pick on him, you wasted that draft pick on him, he's gonna keep wasting your time. I root for the Jets. I lean gang green. I want them to win. I wanted this to be a season where I can go to MetLife Stadium. Jet Life Stadium, which it is Jet Life Stadium. If you saw the difference between how turned up it was for Sunday night football versus versus uh, Monday night football, I was there Sunday. It was a different vibe on Monday night. It sucks that Rodgers went down because he was definitely a part of the energy. I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers go to work with this offense with Garrett Wilson. But you know what? That's not the reality we're in. The reality is that you had Zach Wilson at QB2, and we knew that that was shaky. We knew that that wasn't solid. We knew that you should probably get another guy in here. Not Tim Boyle, third string, another guy in here. So they have to get another guy in here. They're talking about Tom Brady and all these other random names, Colin Kaepernick, please, Cam Newton, no way. You do have to go sign a quarterback, though, an NFL-caliber quarterback. And I would say sooner rather than later. That's what I was saying last night. They need it now. The way the schedule is set up, you could be 1-6 by the time the— let's see, the trade deadline is, is October 31st. So by the time you start to, you know, realize, okay, Zach can't do it, the season could be done. You can't flush a, you can't flush back-to-back seasons on Zach Wilson's our guy. This is Zach Wilson's team. I'm not buying it. Wait, so why wait? I mean, look look what had to happen for Zach Wilson to throw just one touchdown. Garrett Wilson needed to bob it up himself twice. That's what it takes One of the Zach most Wilson ridiculous catches I've seen in any level of football. The guy was being hugged. I've never seen a tap, like, tap the ball away from the guy to catch, like, whatever. So, you know, I think the reality has hit Jets fans, right? First, the first step of grief is denial. I think we're past the denial part. And the thing is, when you see this kid Sunday in Jerry World, he, he's athletic, he has a good arm, but it's all upstairs. And I think he's going to start seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold. I think he's going to get flashbacks to his past struggles. I think the weight of the rest of these guys on the team that, like, come on. These guys were campaigning so hard for Aaron Rodgers. They made it so obvious last year that they didn't like this kid, that they didn't trust this kid, that they didn't think this kid could play. And you let that be your quarterback too, and four games into the season, he's your your QB1. Uh, I just If Zach Wilson comes out, and, and that's why I said check check your prop bets and parlays. If Zach Wilson comes out and has a 250-yard passing game with two, three touchdowns, I'll be damned. Against the Dallas defense, let me see what the same game parlay odds are for that right now while I have you on the phone. Go for it, Josh. And if he has that game anyway, it's not because of him. It's because he's chucking it up. It's like that game versus the Lions. It wasn't him the reason that he had a good game. It was because... The ball, some deep balls just end up finding the receivers, not because of you, it's because of the actual receivers. And I don't, I took understand why would, and why would they wait for somebody else? Just get him out right away. He had 140 yards. It's not like he played two quarters. He was barely picking up first down. I, I understand not wanting to waste a roster spot on another quarterback. Tim Boyle wasn't even in helmet and shoulder pads last night. He was in plain clothes. He'll be active as QB two. He might get in the game after uh, Doris Armstrong and Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence take Zach's head off. But now, right, now it's a glaring issue. And on one hand, we get a report that Diana Russini saying that the Jets have started to reach out 
to veteran quarterbacks, and then you get Rob Sala tell the media this is Zach's team. I'm not buying it. We saw it last year, bro. We know. And if you want to let the fans down, you want the fans to revolt again, if you want to let the players down, you want the, the, the players to have a mutiny again, then play the Zach Wilson game for another uh, four or five weeks. They, they can't do it. The Patriots, like, the Cow- there's no way they beat the Cowboys. And, and that's not a hot take. That's not a wild take. That's facts. That's facts. That's facts. It's the home opener with 80,000 screaming fans. And the Dallas Cowboys will not lose that game with Zach Wilson under center. I don't care how good the defense is. I don't care how good Brees Hall is. They're not going to lose that game. Then you got to come home and host Bill Belichick and the Patriots who have beat you 14 times in a row. They are laughing right now. They think it's hilarious that you ended up with Zach Wilson. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give Zach more than two games. I would go into that Chiefs game. Rumor is they, they might look at um, Chad Henney, who played for the Chiefs last year and retired. I, I'd have Chad Henney in here the next two weeks to, to rep, to practice, to learn the plays, and then he's starting for me against the Chiefs. You're not beating the Chiefs either, newsflash. Like, the Chiefs are about to be on one. And if I'm wrong, I, 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 will, I will own up to it and say, oh, my, Zach Wilson showed me something. Man. Just him being in the locker room next to Aaron Rodgers. He's an NFL quarterback. But we saw it last night, two nights ago now. And you know what's crazy to me? That people want to just ignore things like that. First off, the the Bills gave the game away. Without those four turnovers, that's not a game. I, I don't know, bro. I just like, I, I listen to a fan all day and I'm reading stuff all day. I'm like, what? Am I in an opposite land? Now everybody's believing in the same kid that you all killed. He can't play. He can barely play. They had to dumb down the offense. They should have been throwing the ball. They had to run the ball. They had to use time. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm not buying it. I'm not going for it. There are there are other quarterbacks out there that have played in the NFL that are going to be more competent than Zach Wilson. He's still a project. And it was reckless for the Jets to, to think with that offensive line, with a 39-year-old quarterback that he was going to hold up the whole year. I know on WFAN I said there's some point Zach Wilson's going to enter the game. Did I think it would be four plays in? No one did. But to not be prepared, to not have, like, they, they got to have somebody ready to go sooner rather than later, or you're flushing another season down the drain. And you know what? Forever in history it'll be, it'll be all of these years wasted on Zach Wilson, a wasted number two overall pick. That's bad. So wonder though how second how uh, uh, number two pick turns like that. But I want to say about Ronnie Mercio, and why I believe so much in him is because most rookies assume they're brought up for like a month. So meaning if they're shining, they'll bat like 240, 250, 260. They'll send a few homers, but he's pretty much got them hit every single game. And like so, most guys that come out at the last month, it's something to believe him. He's hitting the ball hard. He belongs. At least we know we have one player set for next year. He belongs, but they they didn't have a position for him, and they wanted him to develop more, and they want like whatever. He belongs. He should be with the team. The rest, he should be with the team opening day next year. You need a left-handed bat like that, and let that kid get confident the rest of the way. I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. The future for the Mets is not as dark as it might have seemed during June or even late July before the trade deadline. They have some young prospects. They have some baby Mets. They have David Stearns now. They're going to go for it during free agency, during winter meetings, and they're going to be competitive next year. I don't think that they're going to be a, a, a doormat next year. And just have one more name, like as a maybe Jets quarterback, maybe even Alex Smith. Just need somebody to be solid. But thanks for taking my call. Josh, go to bed. Josh, go to bed. Did he just say Alex Smith, who literally shattered his whole leg 
and made that comeback, and you just saw him last night on the ESPN coverage team at MetLife Stadium ahead of the Jets game. Again, for anyone that can hear me, at 12.48 at night, the Jets cannot waste all of the talent that they brought in. Dalvin Cook, McCole Hardman, Alan Lazard. They cannot waste these guys' time. These guys came to play with Aaron Rodgers. And they've defaulted into playing with Zach Wilson again. Joe Flacco is not the answer. I don't know what the answer is, but like uh, that's not my job. Joe Douglas, that's your job. And you know what? You should have done your job a little bit better. As soon as Aaron Rodgers had a calf injury in OTAs, that should have... We all panicked. We, we talked about that on WFAN like it was a season injury. That should have sent off blinkers. Hey, everybody. Yes, we got Aaron Rodgers. We got Aaron Rodgers. We got Aaron Rodgers. But he's not 25-year-old Aaron Rodgers. He's not 30-year-old Aaron Rodgers. This guy could have a calf injury. He could have any kind of injury. And then what? We're right back to where we were last year with the worst quarterback play in the league. Except we don't have Mike White. Because in this league, when you show as a backup you can play, other teams are going to pay you. Other teams are going to pay you to be a backup behind Tua. And he's a South Florida kid. He went home. He doesn't have to be in the rain here in New Jersey. The rain down there, too, but it's nicer down there. The trade deadline is October 31st. Coincidentally enough, the game before that is Jets-Giants. You, the, the Jets have one win, and, and I'm glad they got that win. Because they could lose one, two, three, four, five games in a row and be one in six going um, against the Chargers the next week before they have a quarterback if they wait till the deadline. You can't go one and four because then then you're not making the playoffs in this AFC. Vernon's in Cornwall. What's up, Vernon? You're on the fan. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I'll take a little bit of exception uh, about the Jets season being over right now and Zach Wilson because I'm a long-suffering Jet fan and I have no choice but to try and look at it. it it's not over. It, it's not over. It's no. week one. Yeah, I'm not saying it's over. I'm saying they need to take action and they can't let this Zach Wilson thing go two weeks, three weeks, four. And maybe they are behind the scenes, but they're telling us, oh, Zach Wilson, this is his team. Well, so to my point, and, and uh, you know, this makes this team different than any other team in previous Jet years is the fact that Joe Douglas has taken the past four years to build this team through the draft. They've got top team, you know, league talent at a lot of skill positions with, with Sauce Gardner, with Garrett, Quinn and Williams. These guys are all young. They're a young core. It reminds me of the, the 90s Yankees where they built it with Pettit and Posada and Jeter and complemented it with enough good, uh, uh, you know, veterans. And I think this is a different year. I'll, I'll, I'm going to defend Zach Wilson. I can't believe it. But, you know, unfortunately with Zach, just like the previous three quarterbacks, the Jets didn't take enough time to develop them and threw them right into the deep end of the pool their first years. This year is a little bit different for Zach in the sense that he's never had good coaching. He had a first-year offensive coordinator, a first-year coach trying to make impressions and figure it out, and that was no place for a, a rookie to learn how to play quarterback. This year, you got a skill guy. Sal has been seasoned. You got Nathaniel Hackett coaching him up, and this will be a key thing, and I'll be interested to see what happens. If Rodgers 
still wants to be a part of this team because uh, uh, Sala said it early in training camp. He said having Rodgers on the field was like having an extra coach because he talked up everybody, even the defense. He would tell them how to play against offense, what to read, stuff like that. If Aaron Rodgers still wants to be a part of this team, you'll see him on the sideline with a headset, still talking this kid up, still mentoring him. We've seen teams in the past that have gone to the uh, the Super Bowl with substandard quarterbacks. Think of the Bucks with Trent Dilfer or, or the Redskins. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's know, not in this modern-day NFL. Thanks for the call, got- Vernon. Um, I just don't have the time for it. Um, and, I, like, I appreciate the call, but I got to interject because I just don't believe it. And, I like, I, like no. No, I'm not going for it. I listened to it all day today. No, you guys saw him go 14 for 21, throw an interception. You saw the passes that he did make. They weren't confident passes. There were a couple. But for the most part, folks, like Vernon just said, they have good coaching. We don't know that. Nathaniel Hackett was laughed at as a head coach last year. And as an offensive coordinator with a coach on the field as your quarterback, How can you give Nathaniel Hackett the credit of being a good coach when he was coaching Aaron Rodgers at all-time great? Aaron Rodgers gets the credit for that. Rob Sala thought he could wash his hands. I don't have to worry about the offense. That quarterback, pretty good, buddy. Now what? Now everybody's got to worry about the quarterback. They're interviewing Garrett Wilson on Barton Hahn. It's like somebody somebody died. Sorry, kid. He said, he's like, yeah, it was real emotional. I feel bad for Aaron. He looked at me. He said, sorry, kid. Yeah, sorry, kid, because, you know, you were going to put up numbers with me. You ain't going to put up numbers with Zach Wilson. They know it. We all know it. But why are we pretending? Nothing changes until it does. And that's what I was saying walking into MetLife Stadium on Sunday night. After I had a crowd of 30 Giants fans in the parking lot convincing me, Oh, it's not going to go how you think. This team's different. Brian Dable's got them ready. We got some talent this year. Just you watch. Three and a half. Three and a half. I'm taking Giants money line. Yeah, all right. Nick is out in Brooklyn on the fan. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's up, Keith? Thanks for taking the call, man. Uh, to, to that Giants point, uh, no, I'm really sick and tired of these these talking heads and these Giants fans that were nowhere to be found last year, this time, uh, this time of the year. All of a sudden, Daniel Jones sucks. He didn't. He couldn't do anything. Get rid of Saquon. Get rid of this one, that one. Anyone who's watching the game knows it's the offensive line. They've had a bad interior offensive line since last year. Mark Lewinsky sucks. Yeah. Ben Breedison sucks. We have this rookie. You know, rookies are going to make mistakes. You can't throw it all on Daniel Evan, Jones. Evan He's Neal is a rookie back. no more. He's got to be Evan, better. Evan Neal is a problem. Evan Neal, yeah, I think I, he's, he's leaning towards the bust, in my opinion. We'll see, though. We'll give him a couple more weeks. But you can't blame this on Daniel Jones when him and, and Demarcus Lawrence are taking the same steps back. They're I'm taking not. Five I, and I know you're not You're not Danny. saying that I'm blaming no. it on Daniel Jones. I'm no, definitely no, not. not you. Not you. Not you. But yeah, some people are. But that's because he's got the yeah. bag. So they think he's supposed to be Superman because he got paid. No, it's not how it works. Exactly. Yeah, people got to understand, you, you got to show, oh, yeah, we got all these weapons. We got Darren Waller, Jalen Hyde, we got all these guys. We didn't show up anything in the offseason in terms of offensive line. We're kind of hoping Evan Deal is going to get better. So before people want to start throwing guys under the bus, just understand that, you know, yeah, Joe Shane has, has done a great job. He's still got some more work to do. It's He's still got to bring in some, rebuild. More, some more protection. It's, it's year two of a rebuild. They were just ahead of exactly. schedule last year. 
Yeah, pump the brakes, guys. Pump the brakes. Andrew Thomas is hurt. Thanks for the call, Nick. Andrew Thomas is by far your best offensive lineman, your left tackle. He's one of the best in the league. He's hurt. He's got a hamstring. It's sore. They're saying it's not long-term, but if you have a sore hamstring and it's week one now, week two, when do you have to rest that to get better? I would shut him down, but they're not in a position to shut him down. So this is going to linger because he's got a kick step and he had that false start probably favoring that hamstring, seeing the lion and Micah Parsons. Like, that's not good. So if he misses some time, when is it going to be? It can't be against the Niners. I don't know, folks. This is why we watch NFL's tagline is you can't make this stuff up. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up, 877-337-6666. We'll be right back. 